Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Right. Welcome, everybody, back to the show. Welcome, Brad. Hello, sir. How are you today? Doing fantastic. Hey, on today's show, we have Kevin Crom joining us. Um, he's got five years of home building and remodeling experience. And I uh, just want to say welcome, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So give us a brief snapshot, what your interests are, what industry that you're focused in, and help us understand, you know, which generation do you fit into? So unfortunately, I am uh, categorized as a millennial. Uh, hey, Steve is too. Generation. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> um, I feel like I, I don't feel like I truly fit in with the uh, stereotypes of a millennial, but that's all right. Um, I guess your age is defines you sometimes, and that is what it is. But I am in the uh, home remodeling and home building industry. Uh, I've been in the construction industry, like you said, for five years. Really enjoy the ability to create and do things um, to someone's house when they want to put invest uh, money into it. So. Every project is different. Every day is different. So I don't really have a typical day-to-day punch your nine-to-five, and I just can't do that because that's not my personality. I would say hot topics in the construction world is obviously lumber prices, um, and then uh, I think technology is something that's being vastly uh, underutilized. So, Kevin, how easy or how hard was it for you to get that first role in the remodeling construction space? How accepted were you? I would say it was somewhat difficult until you found the right fit or the right company that was willing to take someone on that didn't understand anything. So I went to school, you know, wanted to go into law enforcement, did that for a few years and then just couldn't get a job. And so the next thing I knew I had to find something to do. And um, again, my personality doesn't allow me to sit at a desk from nine to five or be a paralegal or be a lawyer, I realized that I had to do something else. So I went into the construction world and first couple places that I worked at weren't that great. It was rough going. Um, and then I found a niche with a framing company and really started falling in love with this trade um, uh, or this industry and the carpentry trade as, as a whole. Just kept moving out on the ranks, just realizing that there are some guys that are, are definitely not as smart as me and not that I'm trying to toot my own horn, but uh, I was looked at as a very uh, bright, shiny penny because I showed up every day and I was 15 minutes early 
before Check, we were supposed step to one, start. Step yeah, two. It, it was amazing. Um, so there's that millennial thing where I don't really feel like I'm a millennial because most of them will walk in one minute before a meeting would start. Or 10 minutes after. Or 10 minutes after. And, and I'm the, I mean, my dad beat me to a dead horse of like, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. I mean, exactly. the whole Lombardi. So um, I pride myself on being very punctual. So I, I was looked at as a bright, shiny penny. And they, uh, some of the project managers there took me under their wing and realized that I was not an idiot and could take a, a list of things. <laughs> hey, we have 12 things I need you to do in the next week. Those things would get done and they would be done in order. And they would be completed. And if I had questions, I would ask. It was like, it wasn't hard stuff. That's, uh, that's how my career started growing into what it has become. Why do you think it's so hard for your generation to beat that rap? I don't know. Um, a lot of it has to do, the sad thing is, I think technology, it's a great tool, but it can be, it is very, very highly addictive. I find myself being addicted to technology. And that's, I think that's difficult because people don't understand how to converse, especially in the trades, they don't want to have, you know, they don't, they don't want to have an email. They'd rather have you call them. I mean, even the, yep. taking a phone call yep. is sometimes difficult for them. So um, being able to talk to them face to face, I think just our, my generation sometimes struggles with that. They'd rather send out 10 text messages and start five different conversations than, Hey, I haven't talked to my buddy, Jeremy in two weeks. I'm just going to pick up the phone and call him. And sometimes it's weird. I get the I get that same feeling too because I'll randomly get a phone call from a friend, and it's like, why are you calling me? Just text me. Just just send yeah. me a text. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm watching TV with my wife. I don't need to talk to you now. I but I can have a conversation with you as I text you. But don't call me. Yep. Yeah. So I think I think that's some of the bad rap that our generation gets, and I I think they I think a lot of people don't understand what goes into the trades. That generational gap is getting wider and wider because less and less people look at a career in our industry in the building industry and thinking, I can't make that much money um, doing something like that. When they don't understand the few years that you could put in, you could easily be making over six figures um, and move into certain roles and have a lot of freedom in your job too. You know, when, when I talk to some of my friends that are making about the same as me, I mean, they're putting 60, 70 hours of work you know, every single week. Oh my goodness. Oh. A full week's worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, I mean, sales is always different. Sales is always uh, someone that can, if you, if you're good, you could potentially work 40 hours a week and, or not, or less and right. make what you need to, and have unlimited um, ability to make what you're going to, what you're going to make as a, a salary at the end of the year. It's ebbs and flows with me for my work schedule. So yeah, there are sometimes I, some weeks I don't work as hard as others, but then there are other weeks where I do work about twice as hard. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so let's talk technology. One of the things you brought up was technology and the gaps that that exist. As a millennial, let's talk. What do you see are gaps with technology with those that have been in the industry for years and how hard it is, if you will, for millennials to make that adjustment? I would say some of the biggest gaps is just the most of the office and production uh, teams. You know, you, for most remodeling or home construction, there's usually three realms. There's 
the sales, there's the management and office team, and then there's all then your your production team, your project managers, um, or even your trades. Mm-hmm. Leveraging and utilizing technology on the office and management side and um, the production side. So many times you see those project managers that have been doing it for 40 years uh, and they roll up with their beat up, you know, steno pad that is about to fall apart. And then he can never find the pen that he needs to write stuff down with. Whereas someone like me, I, I utilize the technology that I have available, my cell phone, my email, office programs that allow you to keep those notes in one location very easily accessible unfortunately you do always need a battery and it needs to be charged but um (laughs) i can charge my phone i can charge my ipads that's how i i never lose anything and i i have had multiple project managers call me on a design aspect and say hey what was this length what were we doing here sometimes i think i mean i this is me being, I hope that this is, they're blown away by my ability to look this up quickly and send it over right away. And they're like, how did you even have that information at hand? Yeah. It's just, I think it's not being able to use that and staying in that stone age era of, you know, I think sometimes even just going to email is hard for some people. They got to have a paper copy, you know, I got to have paper and I got to have a file and I got to have it my certain way. And let me print that email when I come to that meeting. So I know what you said. Right. Oh my, that, yeah. Don't give <laughs> me paper is so stupid. Um, and you know, if we didn't have as much paper, maybe we could make a little bit more wood and make it a little bit cheaper, but <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I can't tell you how many times. So when I'm working with contractors where it's like they use their phone, they'll call somebody and, but they don't use the other side, which has the camera on it. And they're at job sites and they're like, oh, what was done in, in, on, on this day for this job site? And I'm like, you were standing there. Why did we not take photos? I didn't even yeah. think about it. And yeah. it's like, use your phone, take your photos. And if you're using technology, you probably have some construction management software where you can actually upload those photos on a specific day and record all your notes. And we're starting to see where the boomers and some of the older gen X's are like, ah, hey, that's hey, 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 careful, yeah, that's careful, you, buddy. That's you. careful. Yep. <laughs> Whereas those younger gen X's and the millennials are like, um, this is really simple. You just leverage a technology that already exists to protect your bacon. And it's, it's quite interesting because it's just overwhelming when, you know, for them to take a photo is like earth shattering, like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, you, you can. Well, how do I get it off my phone onto the computer? <laughs> yeah. I'm not that um, bad. Trust me. I'm technology, I'm I'm not necessarily the early adopter, but I'm not I'm not the wait till it's hundred percent done and going on to the next thing adapter right? either. So yeah. Oh, I mean, my dad is he's gotta be a Gen X or a, or no, he's a boomer. Uh, 55, I don't or sixty-five. What is that? Sixty-five boomer. 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 Okay. So he's a boomer. Yeah, he'll ask me questions all the time about his phone. And, you know, he's rocking the the old school, like iPhone 5, you know, with the home button. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's always like, how do I take the pictures that you text me and put it into my folder? It's like, oh, just can't you just Google that? Like, <laughs> um, no, see, there isn't a no Google doesn't exist in their minds. Right. So that's 
that's what I try. I've, I've tried to introduce them just to that. And yeah, sometimes it's difficult. We were at an event uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And I started laughing my butt off because there was a gentleman probably in his late sixties that all of a sudden he's got his earbuds in, he's got stuff on. And all of a sudden he was like, Hey Siri, find me whatever it was that he was looking for. I just kind of started chuckling. Cause I'm like, not stereotypical use of, you know, technology for <laughs> that generation. Like, wow. Okay. This is pretty interesting. Yeah. I wanted to stop on mask. I said, all right, how old are you? Um, but I, I opted not to do that. Cause that would have embarrassed my wife to the nth degree. Well, I remember it was such a fight to get my dad to actually get a smartphone. And now he's had it and he's, he's texting the texter now, you know, he'll, he'll text me all the time questions and stuff. And what energizes me not sometimes that he knows he can use his email and he can text me and he can call and now he's learned FaceTime. So yeah, it gets a little dangerous at times, even with back to, uh, you know, with a customer, you know, say we have a customer that is a snowbird and we're doing their project in December your, your process, or you can show them the progress by either you using those construction management tools or using something as simple as your cell phone and FaceTime them. And it doesn't have to be FaceTime. There's tons of other apps that can, you can use. Um, it just shocks me when some of my PMs call like, well, Hey, can you run out to that job? And it's like, no, you have a, you have a cell phone too. You're calling me on it. You can do that exact same job. So, well, I don't have an iPhone, so you can FaceTime them. It's like, yeah, there's like a dozen different apps that you can use. It, it's comical at times, but it's very frustrating where I sit at times as well. So, and I'm sure it's frustrating for them because you don't know what you don't know. I don't have the knowledge in the building, the construction and how to set up a job and make it flow really nice. I don't have that knowledge. You don't have as much of the knowledge on design and leveraging people's conversations to get them to sign six figure or five figure jobs. It's just a different skill level and we got to leverage with each other and try and use technology to help both of our skill sets improve the company and make a, make a profit. So here's a question and there's, and you probably haven't run into this too much yet. So the 24 and younger crowd that might be on the job sites, maybe they're part of your organizations, maybe not. How is that technology gap between them and you, right? Cause even though you're sitting in that millennial space and yes, the technology you grew up with it, but even from where you're standing from in your point in time, technology's even changed three or four times over since you started using it, at some point we all get comfortable with what we know mm -hmm. and we just say, okay, fine, forget about it. It just moves forward and it moves forward without us. How are you seeing that 24 and younger crowd uh, adapting into the workforce or you being able to adapt with them on the technology front? Uh, just haven't had a whole lot of experience with it. Because um, there aren't the any, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm usually the youngest person to walk into a room, whichever firm I'm at. Now I have had a couple of younger salespeople uh, than I uh, in the room. And that's sometimes helpful um, because they get it as well. And I think they have a higher IQ when it comes to social media. I, I don't, I don't use social media as much as I should if I wanted to actually leverage it with my business. 
I, I use it as a distraction for myself to <laughs> take a little break. I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes. You get your dopamine through just watching social media and looking through other people, looking through the looking glass and looking at other people's lives. Um, but now I'm in that, I'm at that age where most people's updates, the people that I knew and went to college, it's, it's all their kids stuff. So it's like, eh, it's not as fun and entertaining as it used to be. So, but no, I just, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with people under the age of 24 working with them. And when I was in the trades or when I was working with another firm doing a little bit more project management, the only young person that we had, it was just like a struggle to get him to show up every day at, and, and work. So it wasn't so much the social media or the uh, technology aspect. It was just, you can't be calling me at 10 to seven when I need you here at a job site at 645 and you're already calling me five minutes late. Like just. But I just woke up. up. I just went to bed. I just got done playing doom or whatever. Uh, I'm Fortnite not feeling, or... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. Well, it's Friday. Of course you're not feeling good on Friday because you went out drinking on Thursday. So <laughs> that's the blue collar in the, in the trades, I guess. All right. So I have one question for you, Kevin. If you were to look at the current landscape right now with the technology gap, what would be the one recommendation you have? And it's a two-part answer. What would be the one recommendation you have to those that fit into the boomer and Gen X category to help shrink that gap of technology? And then the second part is what recommendation would you have to the Gen Zs to help shrink that gap? I would say probably the hardest part for the boomers is going to be accept that technology isn't something that's just going to go away. I think that was kind of the mindset of it when it started coming out. I'm never going to pay for, for to watch TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone pays to watch TV now. I'm never going to pay... Why would I text you when I can just call you? I have free minutes. I think it's just like, that's the evolution of it. And yep. just, I guess I would just try and accept that it's not going to go away uh, and trying to stop steering away from the storm, drive right into it and try and absorb what you can while you can, I guess. And, but do it to what you're comfortable with if you can't stand it. But at the same time, if you're operating in this type of business, you're not going to get away from it. Um, it, mm -hmm. it is here. It is going to be here to stay going to get more and more progressive getting advertisement for apps that literally I just buy a little stand and it takes my phone and it spins around the room and now I can model the whole room. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even taking, I mean, I feel like I'm old school now with just taking pictures of every wall and doing a sketch of it. Now there's apps that the phone will do it the whole and model the whole house for me stuff like that you just gotta I think you just embrace it try it if you don't like it move on um, move on to the next but don't say I'm done with technology Gen Z's I would say realize that you're not going to be as good at technology as the person that as your younger counterpart um, or the person that you're the superior over in, in that position um, and try and learn from them. Um, don't take it as a sign of weakness. Just accept that you haven't had as much experience with it. Build towards a common goal, which is get your projects done, collect your invoices and make your profit. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess don't be threatened 
by realizing you don't know how to do something, it's okay to ask. I don't know how to do a lot of stuff too. Um, but I try and always do my best to ask the right person or trying to do my own research to figure out how to move that project or move that problem into a solution. Cool. That's all. Those are all really good points, Kevin. I appreciate you guys uh, coming on and having that conversation because it is very important to close that gap and to, as an industry, we need to welcome the younger side of the millennials and the Gen Zs into the workforce because without them, there is no way the industry is going to survive. You, you can't lose 10,000 boomers a day into retirement and replace them with 300 people a day going into the workforce. It just doesn't, the math doesn't work. So thank you so much for uh, sharing your story and some of the acceptance problems that do exist. And um, owners need to figure it out because we got to accept you and others like you and younger than you into the, into the industry. It just has to happen for survival. So thank you for sharing. No problem. All right, Kevin. Well, thank you very much for joining us on today's show. Just want to say, you know, there's tons of nuggets that we got out of there. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate uh, you guys having me and I was happy to share. All right. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Hurd. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.